Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at or around 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by John. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you are looking for ways to support Nintendo Switchcraft, there's a billion ways to do it. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Check out the links there. They all help support the show. Again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to take just a quick moment and say big, big thank yous to O. Otero, Generic ATP, Catrick007, Jay Sinister, and CatJust123 for the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Uh, so big thank you to you guys and everybody who's already re- uh, reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Let's get started on the news today. Well, it's been all quiet here in January from Nintendo, but we finally have something from Nintendo to talk about, and it's it's not what you're expecting. I know a lot of people are saying, where's the Direct? This is not the Direct, but that doesn't mean that we won't get one in January. There's still time. It's still possible. Uh, they have done uh, a Direct after a little mini thing uh, in the past. So, you know, fingers crossed. I want to hear more from Nintendo. But let's talk about what they did tell us. Um, this is from Nintendo's press releases. And it says here, have you always wanted to participate in a video game tournament? Nintendo has two upcoming tournaments for you. Starting in February, uh, Nintendo is hosting a series of online qualifying events for the Splatoon 2 North America Inkling Open 2019 and the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate North America Open 2019. Two tournaments for two competitive Nintendo Switch games. These open qualifiers will lead up to a final event at PAX East Video Game Conference in Boston on March 30th. There are multiple ways to play and participate, and players of all experience levels are welcome. Uh, you can check out the announcement video. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. And uh, to get more details, uh, it, it goes on. Uh, Doug Bowser then was uh, asked about it, and he said this inclusive pair of tournaments is a great way for anyone to show off their skills. So this is not just for the best of the best of the best. Although, if you're not the best of the best of the best, you're going to lose against these guys. But that's okay. It's just fun to play. Um, he says it's a great way for anyone to show off their skills while playing two of their favorite Nintendo Switch online games that was from doug bowser and for those of you that don't know yes his name is actually doug bowser and he is the vice president of sales and marketing i think for nintendo uh he goes on to say nintendo games are for everyone and offer a unique combination of social competitive fun that's why we're opening the qualifying rounds to fans of all levels. Now, that all sounds great, and if you want more details, obviously that stuff is available, but I have to complain about this. And I don't like to complain, but I have to complain about this. At no point anywhere in all of that is a prize listed. 
And if you want people to get excited about an esports event, there needs to be a big prize at the end. I've said this before from uh, about Nintendo. They want to get into esports, but they don't want to spend money to do it. They're, I feel like they're being cheap. I, I don't like to say that they're being cheap, but I feel like they're being cheap because when you look at the big esports tournaments, the winners walk away with money. Not just a trophy, and I'm sure that the trophy's fine. Hopefully the trophy's made better than that. Uh, <laughs> there was a trophy for, I think it was Overwatch, that broke up on stage just when the the, the winners were holding it up. Um, so, but, but that's not the point. People who want to compete in this stuff, they they want to win money. And if Nintendo is not going to offer money to the winners of these tournaments, then people aren't going to take it as seriously as they do for other games. And the more people who take it seriously, the more people, like, there's a trickle-down effect to this. If there is a a bunch of money for a tournament, then the pros are going to be practicing for that tournament. And the pros... They want to make money while they're practicing. How are they going to do that? They're going to stream on Twitch. And if they're streaming on Twitch, then there's a bunch of people who are watching your game and they're seeing your game get played and they're seeing how awesome and competitive it is and they're excited about it and they're watching these amazing players and they're like, you know, maybe if I practice, I can be as good as them. And then they see those players, those amazing players compete up on the big stage at PAX East and win thousands of dollars. That, that that leads to aspirations to so the people are they're aspirational about it and they want to jump in there and try it for themselves and that leads to more sales and Nintendo doesn't seem to understand this I don't know why but there needs to be prizes for this kind of thing and Nintendo I feel like you're just dropping the ball here I really really do Today, uh, this was announced by Nintendo at Nintendo DE, which is Nintendo's uh, official German language Twitter channel. Uh, it was announced that tomorrow at 3 p.m. or they said 1500, and that's that's local time. So uh, you can translate that time to. Well, actually, you know what? If I bring up Discord, somebody somebody posted the times earlier. Let me find those. Uh, so that would be. Uh, 15, um, 1500 CET or 3 p.m. CET, 9 a.m. EST and 6 a.m. PST. Uh, so figure out whatever time zone that means for you. Uh, but there is a, um, I, I don't want to call it a direct because Nintendo did not call it a direct. They called it an indie highlights and, in the past, they've called it Nindies, and I don't know if they're moving away from the Nindies name, and they're calling it Indie Highlights for some reason, because if they had called it Nindy, I think that, you know, I don't know why they would suddenly change, unless it's because all of the people who talk about this stuff, like, they cringe when they say Nindies, myself included. I never liked that as a name. Uh, but Indie Highlights, these are... These are usually pretty exciting videos. We see a lot of different um, styles of game. Uh, there's going to be tons of games in this, I'm sure. And we're going to see all kinds of stuff from indie developers. And 
if I had to say one thing about the Nintendo Switch, well, okay, if I had to say five things about the Nintendo Switch, one of those things would be that it is a an amazing system for independent uh, games development. Like, there's so many fantastic independent games that have come out on the Nintendo Switch in the past couple of years. I cannot possibly keep up with it. I, like, I have two that were sent to me uh, last night. I haven't had a chance to play them yet. I will play them and get videos up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, as soon as I can, uh, just so that you guys can check out those games. Uh, I've just been too busy, but, and I got these late last night. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited to see what is happening. This is tomorrow, so this is... Uh, I'm trying to think of what day today is right now. Today is Tuesday, so that would be Wednesday the 23rd is when this is happening. Uh, translate those times to whatever region you live in. Um, I'm really, really hoping that we see something from Shovel Knight. Like, Shovel Knight uh, King of Cards has been, like, they announced that so long ago, and they've got the cool Amiibo uh, pack that, that has... Uh, the King Knight, the uh, the Plague Knight, and the other guy whose name I can't remember, Specter Knight. Uh, they've got those cool amiibo, which is which is awesome. Um, but I really want to see more from that game. I think that tomorrow we will get an official release date for Wargroove. And if you don't know what Wargroove is, it is basically an independent developer's or Chucklefish. Uh, Chucklefish's answer to uh, the fact that Nintendo has abandoned Advance Wars. Uh, if you've never played Advance Wars, it's this really cool top-down turn-based tactical game. And uh, what's the name of the game again? My brain just my brain just went blank. Oh my gosh! See, you talk in front of a microphone for long enough, and you're going to forget something, and then you'll have to vamp while you try and think of what it is. And I and it's it's not working. I can't remember the name of the game that I was just talking about. Wargroove. I got it. Okay, there we go. Vamping for the win. Uh, so Wargroove is um, going to. I, I I anticipate that we will get a release date tomorrow. And what I think would be very cool because this game is hyped to hell and back. Like people are really excited for Wargroove. I think it would be fantastic if. At the very end of the direct, they said, or not, ah, see, I just did it. It's not a direct bill. Uh, at the end of the indie highlights, and I can tell you, indie highlights, it says right there. Uh, at the end of the indie highlights, they said, and you can go download Wargroove right now. Uh, that would be very, very exciting. Um, I can't wait to play that game. I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for Shovel Knight, and I'm also excited for the probably dozens of other games that they're going to show off for the Nintendo Switch that I've probably never heard of. Um, I, there have been some real gems in the previous indie highlights videos, and with the eShop getting as crowded as it is, it's really hard to find stuff. Like I don't go to the eShop to find stuff. Um, I think that this is a good place for, they can say, uh, look, this is the stuff that you should check out so that we can, because there's as crowded as the eShop is getting there. It's, it's getting kind of hard to, to find or differentiate between 
the gems and the stinkers. And uh, this is something that can help us, I think. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to be at work when it happens, which is unfortunate, but uh, guaranteed this is one of the reasons I do three shows a week is so that when Nintendo drops something on a Wednesday and I talked about stuff on a Tuesday, I can talk about it on Thursday. Tonight's special presentation of Superman is brought to you by Atari, a family of electronic products that challenge you, teach you, touch your life. Discover Atari and discover how far you can go. I've been complaining. I've been complaining a lot. I don't like to complain. I like to be positive. Uh, but I've been complaining a lot about Nintendo Switch Online. I've been, like, I, I was playing Smash Brothers last night. I had a precious few moments to sit down. And even though Dragon Quest Eleven is sitting there on my PS4 waiting for me, I can't play the damn thing because I don't have time. But I always have time to play Smash Brothers. That's one of the great things about games like that is because you know, a match only takes a few minutes. You can hop in and hop out real quick. But I was playing last night, and sure enough, I ran into a lag fest. I I, I probably played three matches, and one of those was a lag fest. Now, I won't say that 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 that's normal for me. Most of the time, I usually get pretty good uh, experience when I'm using Nintendo Switch Online. But from time to time. I get a really bad experience, and that's very frustrating to me. And I've been complaining about Nintendo Switch Online and how I I don't think that it's really worth it. But then I think last episode I was talking about how how much or or like the rumor that the Super Nintendo stuff was coming to Nintendo Switch Online, which is very, very exciting for me. And And I thought about, you know, back in the era of the of the Wii U and even the Wii, I, I, I had said to myself, um, I would, I would pay money for a subscription to these old games. I don't want to buy Zelda over and over and over, but I don't mind just subscribing to something and getting all of them. And that's kind of what Nintendo's doing now. And, you know, they're doing it just with Nintendo Entertainment System games instead of Super Nintendo Entertainment System games. And I think that that's a problem. But, you know, last week there's those rumors that the Super Nintendo stuff is coming. So things were looking up. Um, and I feel like I've been a little, a little unfair to Nintendo Switch Online. And it's because the, like, I would have no problem paying for the NES service and the Super Nintendo service together as like a, a thing on their own, even if they weren't attached to Nintendo Switch Online. Like, I would have no problem with that. Add in GameCube and N64 stuff, and you've got a hit on your hands. A lot of people would subscribe to that. But, in fact, I think the first episode of this podcast, I think I could be wrong. It could have been a different podcast. It could have been like the first episode. I think I talked about how Nintendo needed to have a subscription service so that we can play their old games. You know, you guys can go back and check if you want. Um, but I, I, I feel like the online service leaves, leaves something wanting. And it makes me wish that Nintendo would just charge more and give more because what right now, what we're getting I feel like is not enough. You add in the Super Nintendo stuff, and I'm pretty happy with that, but I still think the online stuff 
is weak. Like Nintendo's online stuff is weak. And I think that maybe Nintendo might be getting the point uh, because a lot of people have been complaining about this. This story comes to us uh, from Go Nintendo. Uh, it says here the that Nintendo is looking to hire somebody to take their Switch online service and features to the next level. Here's what it says. Um, we are looking for an experienced manager who can lead and drive Nintendo's online subscription service. This is an opportunity for the successful candidate to help grow an emerging part of Nintendo's core business and lead a cross-functional team of stakeholders across the organization to align on priorities and execute with excellence. This role will be responsible for managing the Nintendo Switch online and SO operations and drive the team priorities, execution, and business objectives. So this is this is pretty big news that they're hiring somebody for this. I think maybe somebody stepped down, I don't know, but maybe they are creating this position because they realize that what they're offering, while okay, I mean, do you really want to be okay? Okay is mediocre. Nintendo Switch Online is mediocre, in my opinion, and it could be so much better. And yes, I understand that that Nintendo has made the decision that we're going to be using our phones to communicate, which many of us, myself included, think is foolish. I think at best, this should be an option. You know, I could use this as an optional thing, or I could use it on my on my Switch. I don't foresee that changing. I think that Nintendo will stick with that uh, for reasons that I've talked about before, like the opportunity for them to use that as a device to push advertisements to you to say, hey, we've got this new game out. In fact, I can't believe that it hasn't happened yet. When you open up that that um, that app on your Nintendo or on your phone, every time I open it, I expect there to be an ad there. And every time, every time I open it, nothing, just Splatoon 2 sitting there all by its lonesome and then a button for voice chat, which nobody ever uses because we all use Discord instead. Um, I expect that to stay pretty much the same as far as us having to use that for voice chat. I, I have, I, I'm, I've, um, I've come to terms with that and I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I would be prefer if that weren't the case, but that's obviously not going to change anytime soon. What I want to see is for, for crying out loud, Nintendo, stop pretending that you're the only, uh, person or company making video games. Look at what the other people are doing and copy them. It's not hard. It's a super easy strategy. Clearly it works because Xbox is making money hand over fist with Xbox Live. Uh, Sony is making piles of money with PSN. Nintendo could be making all that money too with Nintendo Switch Online. And I know that there's people out there that think $20 is too much. But if the price were $60 a year... And they offered the same things that Nintendo or that PlayStation and Microsoft offer, then I think a lot of people would probably get on board. And I think a lot of people would really appreciate it too. Uh, so hopefully this leads to something, but business moves like uh like a giant uh ship 
really, really slow. Like you cannot turn these these ships real fast. So even if somebody were hired tomorrow, and by the way, Nintendo, feel free to hire me to do it. I guarantee I can make it successful for you. Okay. Um, the, these ships turn slow. So even if somebody were hired tomorrow, don't expect to see changes anytime soon. It's going to be a while. Now, does that mean that we're not going to be seeing Super Nintendo stuff anytime soon? No. But I don't expect to see like price differentials or things like that anytime soon. I don't expect them to start offering us servers like they should be. Um, I, I would love to have a community server on Smash so that anytime I logged in, uh, people from the Nerd Nest would be in there fighting each other and we could say, all right, let's all break off into little different groups and fight each other and have a tournament. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, but anyway, I, I think that this is good news. But don't expect the world overnight. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We've got a couple of quick stories to add to today's lightning round. Uh, First off, let's start with Square Enix. Square Enix has trademarked the term HD2D. Now, if you don't know what that is, that is the way that Square was describing Octopath Traveler. Let's let's take a look at Octopath Traveler. It is a beautiful 2D traditional sprite-based game, but it also had like this gorgeous um, lighting effects to it. It was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I was a huge fan of the art direction in that game, and I think a lot of people were, and Square Enix is realizing that they've got something uh, that is truly unique, which is not something that you can often say. A lot of times, the graphics of video games tend to look very samey. You know, everything kind of looks the same and progresses together, and it's not often that something stands out as being absolutely gorgeous looking with a unique art style at the same time. So it makes total sense that they've trademarked the term HD-2D and HD2D uh, in Europe. Um, Why am I excited that they trademarked a thing? Well, because I think that that means we'll probably end up getting more games with this art style. And I adore the art style that Square Enix used with Octopath Traveler. If you haven't seen it, I'll try and find a link and put in the show notes so that you can uh, take a look at what that game looks like because it is just absolutely beautiful. Or just hit Google and type in Octopath Traveler. 
Now, what games, here's my question. What games, other than something new, would you like to see Square Enix apply this HD 2D look to? And for me, as somebody who's, and, and, and let's all make sure that we're calm here. I've never played Final Fantasy VI. I don't know what the hell I'm waiting for, but I haven't played it yet. And playing it looking like Octopath would be just amazing. So uh, I'm excited that they trademarked that. I think it's a great idea. Um, let's move on. My Nintendo News uh, recently has uh, uncovered that Final Fantasy X, or I'm sorry, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2 HD remaster on the Nintendo Switch will be a download code. So that means you'll buy the cartridge, you take the cartridge home, Final Fantasy X will be on the cartridge, Final Fantasy X 2 will have to be downloaded. Uh, and that comes out on the 16th of April. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are upset about this, but you got to remember there are limitations to the amount of space that is on one of those cartridges. That's one of the disadvantages of Nintendo going with a cartridge-based system. Of course, one of the advantages is it's a portable system. You don't want to use discs. Discs will skip. Uh, so th like that, that would be... Uh, a real, especially on, <laughs> especially on a console that uses motion control. Um, so having it, having it be a cartridge makes perfect sense, and I don't see really any other way for them to do that. But these games get really big, and, and you know, I tried doing a video on this over the weekend, and I kind of got too rambly. So I'm going to try and get laser focused on this. You have a choice between paying more for Square to buy bigger cartridges or to download a code. And I think at the end of the day, having a download code and paying less for the game overall is a better solution than uh, increasing the price just because some people don't want to have to download anything on a single-player game. And I totally get why some people don't. I mean... You look at the Nintendo Switch, it ships with 32 gigabytes of uh, storage. And, you know, I've made the point before that that's perfectly fine because they gave us SD cards and you can put as much storage on there as you want. I, ha I personally have a 400 gigabyte SD card in my Switch. Not everybody has that. And I understand why the people who don't have that don't want to use up some of their storage with... Uh, a single-player game like that. They want it to be on the cartridge. I get it. But at the end of the day, I would rather pay less for a game. Another thing, by the way, that is going to tick people off about this, and, and this is a this is something that's been happening a lot lately, is remakes of games that come out and they cost full price. Like, there are people who are unhappy at the, I think it's a $50 price of... Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2. And there's people who who look at that price and they think well, that's too much. These are old games. I shouldn't have to pay that much for these old games. And I I can understand why you would say that. But my I guess my response to that is always going to be, well, have you played it before? And if the answer is yes that you've played it before, then I would say, well, then just don't buy it. And if you haven't played it before, 
then the game is new to you. It doesn't matter how old it is. It's still new to you. And getting two like 80-hour games for $50, I think that's a hell of a steal. Although I've never been a person who tries to equate dollars to hours played in a game. So uh, there's that as well. Uh, but let me know what you guys think uh, about whether or not it should be a download or not. Uh, the final story here in the lightning round today is that Nintendo has reached its goal in France. Now, its goal in France was to sell 2 million Switches, and they were able to do it. This comes from uh, howehow.com. That's a weird name. Uh, they said here, uh, Philip uh, Laveau, I think is his name. He's the CEO of Nintendo France. Uh, he was talking to, um, it looks like a newspaper of some kind or a publication, and he revealed that the Nintendo Switch has passed the 1.13 million Switches, Switch sold in 2018, uh, and they sold 911,000 last year for a total of 2.043 million uh, consoles sold since the since the system was released back in March of uh, 2017, that is really really cool. That's like I think somebody did the math, and it's like one in every 30 people owns a Switch in France, which is that's pretty impressive. I think that that Nintendo, you know, I've said it in the past. I've said it on previous episodes. Uh, as we approach March of this year. I think it's going to be evident that that Nintendo actually is going to get really, really close to their mark or they're actually going to hit their mark of selling 20 million consoles in uh, this fiscal year. And uh, it's their their plan with uh, dropping a bunch of games right uh, right around Christmas time. We're talking Mario Party. Um, uh, the Pokemon games and then smash like those four games in those three months. That's a really, really smart move by them. I personally myself would have spread them out more, but it looks like I would have been wrong. So uh, I think that that's uh, pretty amazing. And uh, this is showing that Nintendo is the best selling console uh, in France right now, which is pretty bananas there's also rumors of npd numbers being out showing that in december the switch outsold both the ps4 and xbox one combined i don't know if those are official numbers yet so that's why i haven't talked about it but if so that's just bananas shopping pink it's new miss pac-man marshmallow she's got a shopping pink oh, oh. Music for today's episode can always be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Make sure that you go there, check out their stuff, maybe buy a track or two, uh, subscribe to them on YouTube, that kind of stuff, because they let us use their music on my show, and it's fantastic. So uh, please support those artists. Uh, don't forget that if you want to watch the full show, and uh, you know sometimes I'm talking to people between segments uh, in chat, and there's there's stuff that you're missing out on. If you want to be here for the full show, you can come and watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I also post videos to YouTube, so if you've only been listening up till now and you're wondering, what does this weirdo look like? Well, I'm going to tell you now, it's not good, but 
If you really want to torture yourself and go check it out, uh, youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. So you can see my ugly mug. Once you're there, make sure you click the subscribe button and then click on the little bell icon to get notifications. It really does help. And then, you know, if you're watching these videos over on YouTube, click the thumbs up button. That helps too. Um, Finally, if you want to support my content, there's a billion ways to do it. Uh, you can find those over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content like this. Big thank you to the live chat, to the people who've already supported the show before, uh, who uh, s- subscribe on, on Twitch or have joined the Patreon or have used bits on Twitch or donations or tips or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Thank you so much for that. You guys are amazing. I'm out of here. I will see you next time. Until then, stay rad. 